Welcome to Inspire on the Go. This season, we are featuring stories of transformation. Each person has a story, and we want to celebrate what God is doing in the lives of others. As you listen to today's episode, I encourage you to think about your story. How is God working in your life? I promise you, He is on the move. Grab your cup of coffee and enjoy this episode of Inspire on the Go. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I am so excited about this series that we're doing all about our stories and just the power that is available through testifying to the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God in the midst of our everyday lives. And I am joined by a very sweet friend, Amy Daniel. You're on the Inspire team and God is just moving in your life. So Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I am so thankful for you. Tell us a little bit about you, about your family, uh, just all the details about Amy Daniel. Well, I am 43, but if I ever, if you ever ask anyone, they're going to tell you that I'm 26 because that's kind of where I go. Um, I, <laughs> and let me say, you look fabulous. <laughs> thanks. I appreciate that. Um, born and raised in a little town called Boonville, Arkansas. Andy and I, which is my husband, um, we were both high school sweethearts. I went to college at the University of Arkansas. He went to medical school at UMS. So we lived in Little Rock, back to Fayetteville for residency, back to Boonville for about two years. Um, And then in 2009, God moved us to Greenwood, which is another small town where we stayed for about 11 years. And then in 2019, we moved back home. How about that? Was that kind of surprising to you? Very, very. And I'll get get to that in just a bit. Um, We have two boys. Uh, Dunn is a junior, so we are all things prepping for college, but still trying to be uh, Uber mom, high school football mom, you know, all the things. And then Hayden will actually be 12 tomorrow. Wow. So sixth grade, first year playing football in a small town, you know, all that fun stuff. So I'm still Uber mom, especially to him. And what do you just love being a boy mom? I do. I do. honestly, I don't know what I would do if I was a girl mom. Obviously, God would equip me. Right. But right. being a boy mom is—I mean, all things rough, tough, dirt. You know, we live on a farm, so for us, being on the farm is just amazing for boys. And probably their friends. They're oh. probably just like, let's go to the farm and let's. You know. Oh, absolutely. Hayden's birthday this week. He wants uh, a hide and seek in the woods birthday party. I'm like, check, check, double check. Like, yes. wear your camo and I'll have some snacks and we'll call it good. So, <laughs> that is great. That is what he requested and that's perfect. That's great. That's great. So, living in Boonville, uh, tell us about your church there and about, you know, just maybe take us back to how you met the Lord and your spiritual journey as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. We attend First Boonville, um, have attended there. I was, became a member when I was 17. I actually did not grow up in that church. I grew up going to church with my grandmother, my Granny Ray. Um, She was Primitive Baptist, which is what my family had grown up with. My dad, my um, great-grandfather was actually a Primitive Baptist preacher. And so as a young, young kid, you know, four or five, we began going to church with my granny. And and I did that all the way up until Andy and I started dating and then just felt, you know, led. You want to, you know, you want to connect. You want to be with them as much as possible. So began going to church with him. But I was actually saved at first Boonville when I was 12. I went to Vacation Bible School there, um, which I'm actually the Vacation Bible School director now. have been for about 12 years. Um, But yeah, VBS, I can tell you the pew that I was sitting on, it's actually still the same pew. It's just been refurbished, but I can tell you where I was. Um, But at that point in my life, um, 
I didn't have anyone that that was really leading me to like what the next step was. So, you know, I knew I was saved at 12, you know, continued to go to church with my granny. Um, but then when Andy and I started dating and we, um, you know, I became active in that church at first. And um, at 17, um, our youth and music pastor kind of just point blank asked me, why, why have you never been baptized? Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Um, you know, as a 17-year-old, you're like, okay, I've got to say the right words to this adult, but I'm sort of an adult, almost there. And kind of, I just said, I don't know. I really can't tell you. And so we began a conversation and, and, and that, you know, obviously led to, yes, absolutely, I want to be baptized. And so that happened when I was 17. And um, Andy and I, you know, we got married um, in 1999. And, um, you know, for us, finding a church home was always so important. Like we never felt settled anywhere we were until we found a church home. And uh, we went to um, University Baptist when we were in Fayetteville. And then when we got married, we thought, oh, well, we're married now. Like, we're adults. Like, we need to go to, like, an adult church. Like, didn't want to go to, right. like, the college right. ministry thing anymore. And tried to nerd the church in Northwest Arkansas for about six months. And we were like, nope, this is not where we, we're supposed to be back. We're still in that age group, even though we're married. And so we did that. But everywhere we traveled, you know, Fayetteville and then to Little Rock and then back to Fayetteville, it was always, you know, we never felt settled until and I'm glad I'm glad we both God placed that desire on both of our hearts absolutely um because that doesn't always happen or or I I don't say this pridefully but I'm glad that we listened and I'm glad that we felt that unrest in our hearts until we were you know some place where we felt like we needed to serve and and needed to be a part for even that season of life um when we moved back to Boonville the first time (laughs) We obviously went back to first, and then we moved to Greenwood about two two years later, but still did not feel, and it's so interesting to see that now, we did not feel God moving us away from there. So it's about 20 minutes, so we still drove 20 minutes on Sundays to serve and, and, and attend worship there. However, we did feel that it was super important for our kids to be in church, some with kids they went to school with. So we chose Wednesday nights to stay at first First Baptist Greenwood. And so so it gave us a really interesting dynamic into um, just what worship looked like for us, like how our, our, you know, our our fingers and toes were spread out, you know, really between two communities. Um, But I also see God, him using that in when we moved back, um, my boys already had a set of friends, you know, there was a, a, a level of comfort that they might not have had. And I just love that you allowed the Lord to be creative in that decision. And I think that's something that women really need to uh, think about. You know, what is God's plan for me in this particular area of my life? And it may not be cookie cutter. It may not look like everybody else's. But God in his creativity, he opens doors. And he's always doing that for a greater purpose. Oh, and we absolutely. See that. Absolutely. And I think that that, you know... I, you know, you go through life and you think, I don't have a great salvation experience. Like, my salvation story is not very exciting. But how God used it afterwards? So exciting. <laughs> that's that's the difference. Yeah. And, and I say exciting, but it's exciting because he used a normal, ordinary person. And he continues to, to use me in normal and ordinary ways. But 
That's the exciting part. It, right. it makes me teary-eyed thinking about so it. It's so exciting. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a great encouragement for everyone who's listening because I think we can look at our stories sometimes and categorize it as ordinary or unlikely or, or maybe, you know, embarrassing or overwhelming. And God, he just... He just takes care of all of that. You For know? sure. So that's, that's a great encouragement. And I think that, that that's who I am, and I think who that that's how God is using me. It's that I, I did not tell this early on, but my husband is, is a physician. And, you know, titles often come with uh, stereotypes or, um, or whatnot. And so um, for most, I would say for all people that know me, I'm Amy, and that's that's what they know. And so I'm just an ordinary person doing ordinary things for an extraordinary God. That's and so that's beautiful. what I'm doing. I mean, it's what I'm doing. So I like to, to, to jokingly say I, I'm a doctor's wife, but I have holes in my socks. Like, <laughs> I literally, I, I, I'm... I, I'm just normal. That is so, and, and you are so easy to be around and so easy to talk to. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to get to know you through our Inspire leadership team. You've served on that for several years now, and you are so willing to do whatever. I mean, you just, you know, put the gift basket together or, you know, our, our prayer warrior and just behind the scenes working with just different people. And I just love that about you. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about just maybe a specific time in your life when God called you to step out in faith, how he confirmed that through your word, you know, through his word and, and the role of the word in your life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, honestly, you, you mentioned inspiring me being on that team. I honestly feel like that that was probably super a super big faith step for me because I you know I've known growing up in in, in church and as I've developed it as an adult like how can I serve there and that, and that feels safe because I can serve in my little box I can you know go to to my local church and and do things there vacation bible school you know so Andy and I teach Sunday school so you know those were normal ordinary things again and when um when they reached out and asked for me to, to, to serve, I was like, like, how many people are on this? Like, this is not a big group. Like, and I think to me, that was, that was, that was a moment where God said, okay, just do it and I'll show you why. And I, I mean, that sounds really simple, but that's what he did. That's basically what he said. He said, do it and I will show you why. Um, I, you know, I've had seasons in my life where, you know, I didn't know that I, if I was going to be into the next season, you know, if God was, if I was going to be there, um, when Dunn was born six weeks old, I'm holding him in my arms, not knowing if I'm going to honestly live. Um, I had a tumor when Dunn was, was really, was, was six weeks old, had to have it removed. We, it was, it was not, you know, hold your, you're holding your kid in your arm. You, you know, you, you're thinking about the verse that you pray, train up a child, and, you know, and the way you should go when he's old, he will not depart from it. So at that moment, I didn't know what, the other, the next season would look like, or if I would have a next season. So, um, you know, stepping out and saying, yes, I'll be on the team. Absolutely. And what a blessing it's been. I mean, tenfold in the relationships. Oh, are just it's huge. huge. I mean, I see, you know, I, you know, go through your Facebook feed and you see, gosh, you know, I would never, um, you know, saying, I think about Lisa Jones, I would never have known sweet Lisa had I not, you know, and just, I mean, and you and, you know, so many Sherry Edwards, you know, all the people, um, that have just been instrumental in, in, in being a mentor, but also just being a friend. 
you know, an accountability person. And that step of faith, you know, created a space in your life for God to do something extraordinary. And I think that that's such a good encouragement for us. Take that step of faith, even if it doesn't make sense, even if you're not quite sure, you know, where that's going to lead, God knows, and he's preparing the way and you will be blessed and the kingdom will be impacted. So tell us maybe about, you know, you referenced um, your son and his birth and the struggles there. What about challenging times? How do you navigate challenging times? What are some challenges that you have faced and how has God used not only um, his word, but also the body of Christ to encourage you during that? You know, I, my, my boys, and if they ever listen to this, they will completely laugh because this is so me, but there's a phrase that we use around my house and, and it's truly, it truly, I think exemplifies me and who I am, but I'll say rise above it. And if my boys ever say it, they'll be like, rise above it. Mom says, rise above it. Because I do. I feel like we have to rise above those things that Satan wants to to let us muddle in and wants to let us waller in. And we have to rise above that and truly see joy in whatever, how, you know, whatever the Lord places in front of us. And um, so I don't know. I don't, for lack of a better, God has just made me a glass half full person. I mean, he just has. He just has. I find joy in even the mon- most mundane things. I find joy in in Ken C. And obviously, had you asked me this 20 years ago, but remember, I'm only 26. <laughs> had you asked me this 20 years ago, my I don't think my answer would have been the same. Right. Um, I hope that it would have still been a po- had a positive spin to it. But I also know that trials have not been easy. Uh, you know, there have been lots of mountains, but I think in the mountains, you have to you have to realize and, and know that there's things down in the valleys that you're going to have to experience as yes. well. And so, um, I don't know. <laughs> he I know has that's hard. A spirit he has perseverance. He has. He tr- he truly yeah. has. I have rheumatoid arthritis, and if you know me and follow me on social media at all, you know that I'm big on letting people know that that things like that can't define you. God defines you. You can't let circumstances or um, things that go on in your life define who you are. God defines who you are, and you have to just continue to, to let that guide and lead you. And you work out like crazy. Like it's, it's, it's my saving grace. <laughs> and I'm just always watching your, you know, social media posts while I'm probably eating some kind of chocolate-covered popcorn oh, or well, something Oh, well, I probably like that. ate that afterwards, so... <laughs> But, you know, learning about the strength of the Lord and then allowing that to really kind of help you navigate some of these challenges physically. And again, not letting that define you, but letting it really fortify you in faith. Well, absolutely. And I feel like that that is one thing that God and I mean, I've done several talks on it. You know, friendships are super big to me and being intentional with friendships is super big to me. And I think you know, as, as strange as it sounds, God gave me the ability to do some of the physical things I can, I think, to give me a whole new section of people to be able to be friends with, to minister to minister with. Um, and I think, you know, I think that's part of who I am and a part of what I like to teach other people or teach is, a, is the wrong word. But I just like to show and reveal to other people that you can, everyone you're, you meet is not your peeps. I have a three P's that I go with. It's your passerbys, you know, those people that you just, like you might see in the drop-off line, the pickup line for your kids, or you might, you know, see in the grocery store on a 
you know, every so often basis. You have your peers. I mean, those are the people that they're going to be in your circle a little bit more, but it's in the big circle. And then you have your peeps. And I think that, you know, God has just allowed me to be able to be his hands and feet in all of those areas. I can still be um, um, joyful even to my passerbys. You know, my peeps are going to see a little, uh, probably see brokenness in me more than others. But I think God has just really allowed lots of different avenues in my life to, for me to, to truly, I don't know, to show those things. That's so, that's so helpful for us because it really calls us to a place of knowing that at the end of the day, we have the opportunity to engage in these relationships with a purpose. So we'll add another P on there. Absolutely. But also to have vulnerability in that. For sure. With your peeps, you've got to go there. You've got to be real. You know, and that's something that I think we have to remember. We all want the peeps, but are we willing to be a peep? Are we willing to, you know, receive that kind of relational, you know, um, exchange in our life? And when we do, there's purpose in that. Absolutely. You get to engage in them. You get to tell them about the hope that you have in Christ and you get to just be real. And I think and I that's th- so fun. Well, and I think on the back side of it, to have a peep, you've got to be able to receive it as well. Yes. You've yeah. got to be able to receive that accountability. Yes. You've got to be raw and raw and real and let them pour joy and hope. Um, you know, I think with friendships, especially peep friendships, um, you have to think about um, deposits and withdrawals. Like think about a checking account. Uh, a checking account, if you completely withdraw all the time from your checking account, what happens? Yeah, you're, you're not going to have anything left. Yes. So you have to put money back into your checking account in order for it to be replenished. And I feel the same thing with that, that peep relationship. There has to be deposits and withdrawals on both sides. Um, and kind of when I, when I do my, my friendship, my intentionality friendship talk, and that's kind of one of the things that I really say, like it can't be a one-sided, you know, and, but, but, but that's, that's exactly the same with our relationship with the Lord. Our relationship with the Lord can't be one-sided either. I mean, he can't just be giving you, you have to be active in it. Bottom line, bottom line. Absolutely. Okay. So Amy, tell us what God is doing in your life right now. Well, um, you know, so many things he used, um, and I know you've seen this because you follow me on social media, which is not very exciting, by the way, not saying that anybody (laughs) needs to follow me on social media, but you know, he used when 2021 started, he made my word for the year cultivate. Um, and he has allowed that cultivation to, um, I mean, new for some new friendships, some new opportunities to lead just even on just normal every name, everyday mundane things. I, you know, some organizations that I head up in Boonville, but have given me some opportunities to meet a lot of people. Um, but I'll tell you, and I'm just going to be real frank here and I need everybody to listen to this because as much as I talk about joy and being joyful and all the things there is it. And Andrea knows about this. There is something that God laid on my heart about two years ago to write a devotional. And she's looking at me because she knows, cause she was probably going to ask. Yeah, and so I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be real honest. I, I'm struggling. I am struggling. And I hate to even say that. Like it makes me teary. I'm thinking about it because I, I, I'm not struggling because he's given me a purpose, but I'm struggling. Is it going to be what he wants? So if anybody wants anything else to add to their prayer list, you can add that to it. But um, I'm still working on it. It's not, it hadn't gone by the wayside. There are still, I'm about four or five chapters in. So I do have something there. I do have um, moments that are, you know, I'll just write. And I know you being 
have 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 written and have you know print media and having you know electronic media media you know and having having written books and devotionals and you know Bible studies you know it doesn't always just flow out. It is a journey. It is so. A journey. Yeah. I truly feel like that journey. Um, so just know that sometimes when God gives you that purpose and gives you a direction, it's not always going to look and it's not always going to be easy. That's right. Um, but he's going to equip you. That's right. And, and so, and the joy is in the journey. Oh, you absolutely. You are experiencing, you know, his presence and his provision and his power. And I will just testify because I have been through this process and I know it. And I know the ups and the downs of it. When you get to the other side, you'll look back and you'll see how he faithfully led you. And when you thought you were just like off schedule, you're right on time because he keeps us in absolutely. His grace. And, and, and I know that it's yes. good to hear that and yes. be reminded of that. So anyone out there struggling with something like that, listen to what Andrea is saying because it is so, so true. And sometimes we just have to hear those words again and again. That's right. And know that we're not alone. Absolutely. For sure. I've got one final question for you and I can't wait to hear the answer to this one because I think it's, it's really, it gives us a peek into everybody's heartbeat, but it also challenges us to think about this question for ourselves. And so, I mean, what inspires you? What inspires me? You know, just, I I don't know that there's one particular thing that inspires me, um, but honestly, seeing people work, I know this doesn't this sound really strange, but seeing people work through struggles, seeing people being in pits of, not even, I mean, pits of hell, I mean, we talk about that, and all of our struggles aren't in the pits of hell. I mean, we've all been through some that are like, oh my gosh, that, that was horrible and awful. But, but seeing people overcome inspires me a lot. Um, not, I think just because it just continues to show me it's that phrase. And you know that I use this phrase a lot, but God, that that's a, but God moment. That's a, but God thing. And so um, as weird as that sounds, I mean, yes, I love pe- seeing people succeed. I mean, that's awesome and amazing. Um, but seeing people overcome their struggles and see them um, be able to t- still have joy and hope um, in a promise that they know, you know, will be f- is, is, is being fulfilled and will be fulfilled. And so, I don't know. That, Does that even yeah, make that's sense? Yeah, so inspiring. And I think it's so in so many ways ties back to your story, you know, because you have not only experienced some struggle in your life, but you've also experienced the victory of just persevering through. And so that's why I love that question. And I think it gives insight into our lives. And so, I mean, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I've absolutely wanted to have you on for a while now. And I know that everybody is going to want to follow you on social media so that they can keep up with your life and your growing ministry. We're so proud of you. We are literally cheering for you, encouraging you along. And so in the show notes, you can check out Amy's bio as well as how you can connect with her on social media. Uh, Thank you for joining us on this episode of Inspire on the Go and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.